This is the Monocast, all about open source marketing automation with Montic. And here is your host, Eki Gamble. Can you hear that? It's nothing, eh? It's completely silent. That's because it's snowing over here. At least as we are recording. Um, yeah. It's the first time, maybe even the last time this year, that we have serious snow up here in northern Germany. And we love it. <laughs> That's true. Nonetheless. Hi, Leon. Hi, Eki. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm happy. It's, yeah. I love the snow. It's snowy. It's cold <laughs> I love but beautiful. everybody out there. Uh, glad to have you back. And um, we have a really interesting discussion today about uh, using Mordic. Mm -hmm. And that is about using the scoring, the points feature of Mordic in a sensible way because it's one of the most important parts in marketing automation. I That's think. true. Yeah. So uh, for that reason, I have uh, an interview with Shandan Sharma. Um, and um, before we go there, we have a lot of news for you as always. As always. Yeah, there's a new Mordic version live. It's the 3.2.5. It's been released just a couple of days ago and contains some small improvements, but just a lot of bug fixes. That's it. There's the uh, link to the release in the show notes if you have not installed it yet. Also pretty fresh, been in two new security updates, or three, because there have been a small bug in the 3.2.3, which caused problems while installation. So there's been a quick bug fix about that. And so we have the 3.2.4, the security patch, as well as the 2.16.5, I think, which yeah. have both been out and working. Yeah, th those are the ones mentioned in the last podcast. And once again, if you are stuck on a non-latest Mordic version, like 2.early or 3.earlier, yeah. um, you always have the option to move to the latest and greatest or you can just install the patch that is also available yep. and uh, be safe once again and then we have another bit of a follow-up to our last interview about n8n workflow automation mm -hmm. uh, there are multiple players out there we mentioned many of them a new one popped up with a modic integration and it's integrately nice and the link is for that is in show notes we did not yet check it out maybe it's for you let us know if you have any feedback. Yeah. Good. There's more things going on in, in the social bubbles. Um, a lot of good stuff in the forums specifically. Mm -hmm. one, one example is uh, an old topic that pops up one uh, time and again and has been discussed in depth once again. That was about Mordic behind a reverse proxy. Ooh. Yeah. Technical. If you, if you don't know what it is and it never... Uh, bite a bit but whatever <laughs> never got you uh, then then you're fine but in some environments there is a reverse proxy functionality involved or uh, a firewall acting uh, in that way uh, bottom line is the, the modic system needs to see the ip address of the client out there if it doesn't it's uh, it's too blind and cannot work properly so if you have any sort of reverse proxy or firewall in front of your servers that make sure it is transparent or make sure to set it to transparent in whatever UI you have. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit nerdy. There's uh, many more examples uh, from the last two weeks in the forums. And I, I think we would just put a good selection of them 
to in our newsletter. Yeah. And you can see if there's something in it for you. Yeah, coming from the social social side of things, um, YouTube. There's been two new YouTube channels around the block. The first one is by Antonio Lazari. It's called Marketing OS, I think, mm -hmm. and it's in Italian. So if we have any Italian listeners out there, feel free to hop into that. Um, he should be known for his contribution at the Modicon, mm -hmm. as well as, I think he released a book about using Modic. Yeah, the book, the, the book, Modic book. <laughs> the Modic Bible. Yeah, that's by Antonio. And there's also a new channel by, I think, Joey Keller. He uh, released his marketing automation, uh, marketing automation show, which is in English, and you should definitely check that out. It's super valuable Modic content. Yeah, if nothing, uh, if nothing else, do look at the title image, because <laughs> it's funny already. Yeah. Uh, and I think Antonio's... Uh, Uh, channel and then the, the things that he released so far they have automated subtitles so um, maybe it's worth while checking it out good um, so let's move on and uh, move to the interview of the week and once again this is about using the points feature in Mordic, the scoring mm -hmm. as a very valuable and very important part of your inbound marketing strategy and implementation uh, I found a real good expert on, on this base basically a really experienced uh, marketing automation guy and that, that is uh, Chandan Kamal Sharma um, he, has, he has a history with, with uh, multiple marketing automation systems from, from the com commercial side but has also been around in the Mautic world for quite a while so yeah have a listen Yeah, big welcome to Shandan Kamal Sharma today. Um, hey, Shandan, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing, sir? Very well, very well. Um, I'm so glad I, we could make it today because we are talking about a fascinating or and very important topic, and that's uh, scoring. But uh, like always, I'd like to start by asking, what are you doing? Um, what is your relation to market, marketing automation, Mautic, and then how did you get there? And, and first of all, where are you located? Um, I'm from Gurgaon, that is uh, in northern part of India, next to the capital, New Delhi. Uh, that's where I live. And uh, about, you know, how, do, how did I really get into marketing automation and all that? Well, I have uh, you know, been working in the field of, uh, you know, of marketing technology for over like 15 years now. And I started as a Java programmer, but didn't like it uh, much. So, you know, I got a chance to work in digital marketing uh, for, for, with a company by the name British Airways. Uh, I was working in the UK. And that is where I got you know, exposed to digital marketing. And I stayed in digital marketing for a very long period of time. However, uh, things changed. And, you know, last four years, I thought, you know, kind of switching into marketing automation because things were changing very fast in digital marketing as you know this is the beauty of digital marketing it keeps changing every day True. right so uh, that's what i got a chance to work with uh, you know my first project in salesforce marketing cloud then i moved to padod and then i uh, worked on multiple marketing automation tools and i have a good you know, experience also working in the open source modic right, yeah, so that's excellent. Working, it's, it's, right it's it's so good to have insights in in, in many systems and, and, and learn and, and, and compare how, how others do it and then get the best out of it all. And that's why we are talking today. Um, 
Now, for all who are not completely familiar with the concept of scoring, well, we should start with the basics. What, what does scoring mean? Uh, what are the general purposes? And what do I need to get started with scoring? Um, so the first step I would say to you know make it a part of your strategy, sales and marketing strategy. Uh, in the most basic form, it, it means how do you rank or how do you differentiate uh, between the interest level of uh, the visitors or the prospects who interact with your business in any form. Right? It could be a website, it could be an app, it could be multiple channels. Uh, how do you really differentiate their interest levels? Right? Uh, it takes the subjectivity out of the entire, uh, you know, uh, the, and, and then the guesswork also out of the entire process. So scoring basically is about how do you assign scores or rank two different behaviors of people who interact with your business. Now, this could be in the form of uh, demographic information. You might be scoring people on the basis of the company information, their uh, behavior, online behavior, their uh, engagement, uh, email engagement, right? And maybe even their social engagement with different touch points that company has. So this is what it actually, uh, you know, mean so you I won't call it tracking. Uh, this is more like you are kind of uh, trying to understand uh, their behavior and, and kind of putting some numbers around that. Yeah, yeah, and and the the question, what do we do with this ranking, is also something to be considered, and and we go into details uh, in a bit, of course. Um, sure. I have heard no, not only heard it's it's a concept that, that many people pitch um, to do multi-dimensional scoring. You just gave us examples of activity-based scores, but also like demographic scoring. Um, some say it, it's important to do multi-dimensional dimensional scoring, like, like one element uh, to tell how engaged a person is, and maybe another to tell how good a fit the person or the company might be. Um, in in reality, in your practical experience, is that something to shoot for, or how, what's your take on that? Yeah, so you know, uh, practically, what we are really doing is we are uh, not tracking it just for the sake of tracking it. We are trying to understand the the sales readiness of uh, the prospect uh, with the business, right? That is the important keyword, like sales readiness, and. Uh, for that, I mean, if it if it's just one dimension, that's fine. If uh, it's more dimension that works for the company strategy, then even that is uh, you know better. In fact, in my experience with a couple of other tools, I've seen that there's also something called as grading. So they use scoring and grading together, right? Where is where where they not even score, but they also grade in the in the like you know A B C D kind of you know yeah. alphabetically they do it. So. Uh, you know, in multi-dimensional scoring, I have seen that people uh, don't not only track or not not only try to understand the engagement with the email, but also how people how people are you know uh, interacting with the website pages, the landing pages, or the contactors pages, or the home page of the company, right? But that's and all in, in the one dimension. Uh, that's activity or engagement. That all, all right. ties into that, uh, which, which leads us to. What we typically do in in Mordic. So if we go go practical, um, how what do I do to set this up in Mordic, and um, what's the way there? So how do I come up with a concept 
first uh, about where to give points and how many. That's where most people struggle in in in, in implementing such a con con concept. It's so easy to give points here and there, but doing that or turning that into a concept that makes sense and that actually works seems to be a re really hard thing. And um, what's your approach on that? Um, you know, uh, in my projects, when I work with clients, uh, you know, people, uh, the client have already been asking, always been you know, kind of making this a part of the strategy that, okay, uh, this is, if this is what people do, then we can uh, rank maybe something like this. For example, if they are opening an email, uh, we will assign them uh, five points. Uh, if they are saying that, okay, they're also clicking on the link, well, clicking on the link is kind of very important uh, behavior. Let's assign them maybe 10 points. So these strategies have to be decided before you move to, a, to the tool, right? Because the tool is only going to implement your strategy. So even in Motic, uh, you cannot just, uh, I wouldn't recommend to just, you know, go and start, you know, using uh, the point system, which is there. So if you go into Motic, you'll find there is an option of points where you can manage actions, you can manage triggers. And these are very powerful, uh, you know, tools. However, before you move to that, the strategy has to be in place that, okay, for these kind of behavior, these are the points that have to be assigned. And not just that, you also have to be sure about the negative points and the positive points. Right, uh, so those points are assigned in Motic, and then you can move towards managing the triggers as well, wherein you can, uh, you know, use those points to trigger some other kind of a, you know, behavior or maybe some kind of a CRM movement, push to a CRM, push to a contact campaign, and send an email like that. Yeah. Okay. So you, you already mentioned that there there can be negative scoring, like like. Um observations that we make and, and tell them okay maybe this is less likely of a customer but um walk us through the process i mean if we if i sit down and say okay before i open up modic i need to come up with a concept uh, which actions um, lead to to points and what how many points that are in relation to other points and in the end of course what level of, of points lead to some some sort of action but 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 what's my my, my first step in, in creating such a concept was maybe a piece of paper and a pen or so right so you know um i'll take an example of one of uh, one of my clients and uh, there'll be a use case where the client had never used any kind of marketing automation tool but they really had a good number of uh, you know a customer database in the form of their, you know, first name, or a name, email address, as well as the number, address, phone number, and everything. However, now when they got to know about a marketing automation, they just wanted to, uh, you know, kind of initiate a kind of a lead nurturing campaign, some kind of communication with the database which they already had. Now, uh, first of all, they they decided, okay, we are going ahead modic because, of course, it is very powerful as well as it's providing all the functionalities which they are looking for. But before they even, you know, went into importing the contacts uh, into the Motic, they actually started working on the strategy. Now, the strategy basically was that, okay, we are going to upload all the contacts and then we are going to send the first campaign email wherein we are going to see how uh, these customers, how these existing customers respond to the emails. Now, uh, Sending an email uh, can also be, you know, scored. But I mean, 
that doesn't uh, make any sense what you should really be tracking was and what we really did was we started tracking uh, understanding their behavior in terms of how much time uh, they spent on the landing page after they click on the uh, mails and which they had opened so we here we have three actions one is uh, opening of an email second was the of course uh, you know uh, clicking on the link and then uh, going to a landing page all these three behaviors were tracked and then this is where the, uh, the scoring actually started we started scoring we started giving points to all these new individuals and then after a certain period of time uh, let's say for a month or so we got to know about people who are really really uh, interested we could initiate a different kind of a communication with them and those who did not open email probably they gave us a chance to kind of send them something better right instead of uh, the best part was they didn't unsubscribe right this is what i say yeah. till the time they are they are not unsubscribed they have given the opportunity to have the communication with them to come out with something really really uh, useful for them right so that is how we tracked these behaviors uh, and then we started communication and some sort of upselling and cross selling also started with the people who were uh, were very high in the scores okay um now the, the the question that i'm frequently asked is does it make sense at this point to to do ask more about the the ratio between points like like okay opening is five but dwelling uh is 20 points or or uh is there, is there a good answer you can give on that aspect or or rather not no i i don't i didn't get the question clearly actually in the beginning for many people it's just gut feeling and guesswork like like okay yeah. i want to give points if they open an email if they um click on a link if they uh stay on the page for more than five minutes um or if they come back for the third time big question of course is specifically at how many places would i give points would you prefer to just a few places or or rather all relevant places and then the relative value of those places how how do you really determine those or or get get to a first draft on on uh, this is worth 20 points this one is worth Uh, five points, for for instance. Right. Um, so there is, uh, I would say, uh, the, these points are basically uh, starting uh, the starting points for you. I mean, it won't stay like this always because what happens is that what I, in my experience I've seen that when companies start this scoring and you know after a certain period of time, they they actually observe that probably the scores uh, should not be the way. Uh, uh, They they have actually kind of placed it because the sales come uh, the sales team come out saying that okay this is not it's not working probably there has to be some kind of a change. Now, for, in the starting you did give some kind of a point like uh, depending upon what value that point has for the company at that particular uh, time period. However, moving forward the sales would come saying that okay this is what is working and this is what is not working and this is how a thing should be. So I have seen that. Uh, depending upon the business model even depending upon the uh, time period in certain time period you know maybe some kind of seasonality element also can be brought into the picture uh, the point system gets adjusted always right the people always adjust the points 
However, there comes a point which is that after maybe two months or three months, maximum by three months, we get to a, a stage where a company says that, okay, now this is what it is. What we had started initially uh, was just to check if things work in that particular way. If not, then this is how it's going to be because this is what works for the company. Right? And this is what I've seen in my experience uh, when it goes to the science of it. Well, uh, we do try to understand the impact of a certain behavior on the business, right? So maybe receiving an email or opening an email might not have that impact while clicking on the email has certain impact, of course, because the engagement is quite high at that at that stage. So a company might, you know, kind of, a, like for example, also on the web page, just, just scrolling is a different kind of a behavior. You can score it differently, but when it comes to filling up the form, now it is a very high level of interest, right? So we need to use these kind of uh, you know uh, stages to understand the point systems, what works for the company uh, scientifically, and what really work real in in reality. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a very practical question here. That is uh, that you can give points in Mordic, um in two ways. One is you have a, a, a sort of automatic uh, recognition a trigger. Uh, that says whenever this page is visited, whenever an email is opened, whenever a, down, a download is or an asset is downloaded, this is the number of points. Um, and the other option is to assign points specifically as part of campaigns. Like when, when you this condition is met, uh, um, then give the person five points. Um, that, that's of course very, very flexible, but also really hard to maintain in my, in my view. Um, do you, do you tend to use both or, or just like us, try to avoid the, the campaign option? Um, so far, I have not used a campaign. I mean, I've been, I, I try to use it, but I mostly use the, the point system, which is to manage access to manage triggers. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm completely with you in, in the, the um, notion of, of a re periodical review of what you have, what works, and, and also what, what um what it looks like let's let's talk about what works for a second um so far we've been discussing how do i collect points but only briefly mention that that there is action taken on 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 reaching a certain level of points so what do i do with with that scoring can you give us some more examples there we did talk about uh, a lead is Handed to the sales team or CRM system, etc. Uh, so that's marketing qualified lead, I, I guess. Uh, yep. What what other actions will be or can be taken or typical typical examples are out there? So um, I'll give an example of uh, you know Mautic itself. I connect it with some kind of a CRM. Now, for example, in my case, I would maybe use some kind of a cron job to connect it with uh, a CRM. Now, in the CRM, there are salespeople who are actually having, working on different tasks and different deals, right? So what happens basically is if a certain point is achieved, certain certain degree, a certain level of points are achieved, now this actually that particular lead or that particular contact becomes a task uh, for a salesperson, yeah. right? Now, now, that task could be, uh, could be, you know, simply, you know, kind of sending him message, an automated message, or maybe a salesperson is kind of just calling right away, 
right? Because okay, now every morning when they come up, they see okay, this is a list of people who have actually achieved a particular uh, point, and then the interest level is quite high. It becomes very easy for them as well to kind of then set up okay. a call with them, set up an automated meeting, set up a calendar meeting, and then they go ahead uh, in the process. Right? They actually fall into the sales qualified system yeah. if they really qualify. Yeah, it seems to me like like you've been working a lot with B two B cases, right? Yeah, uh, mostly yes. Mostly yeah. I've been working with B two B cases. Obviously, there's there it's very very typical to 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 reach to hand over to sales in whatever way um, right. once a certain interest level has been been reached. Okay. Right. In in B two C, maybe we maybe we can talk about B two C about B two C for a bit. Um, um, when you envision, say, an e-commerce scenario or, or general B2C, uh, there are situations where, where no manual salespeople are involved, but, but automated actions are taken, right? Um, yeah. Um, in, in B2C, you know, uh, especially I would say in e-commerce, uh, segmentation is very, very important. Segmentation are key to the personalization, right? Uh, the more personalized you are with the, with the customer, the end customer in B2C, the more uh, revenue you can see coming your way. So in, uh, in, in scoring, when you talk about scoring for B2C, uh, which is I have seen quite rarely happening, but you know I have been able to create different kind of segments, you know, wherein people, uh, I mean, get emails based on uh, their product interest, their category interest, Right, not just not just typical uh, cart abandonment, or not just you know yeah, yeah. typical you know uh, maybe a, a, a kind of cancellation of a order. Not just that, it gets much deeper into uh, that uh, personalization through scoring. Yeah. You can actually get into the level of exactly what color the person likes, uh, what what you know maybe what kind of a segment the person is interested in what area the person is from so multi-dimensional scoring can be done in b2c and you know a lot of work can be yeah. uh, done using point system yeah which i i think is tricky to say okay this person is mostly in, interested in say female uh, clothes or, or male clothes uh, because he or she may be searching both parts and we want to measure which one they are more interested in so how do i implement that That's a bit bit of a challenge, obviously. But yeah, that, that's a, another example of multidimensional. And custom custom content on the website is one thing. Specific emails based on on this segment is, is the, the other. And uh, let's say we need to send a, a reminder or a voucher, etc. That can also be coupled to anything. Like like okay, this is a engaged customer, and it's her birthday her birthday coming up. So we send them a birthday email, and others wouldn't get yeah. a voucher for that. Etc. Etc. So that's an endless, um, and that that also brings me back into what works for the company and what not. That's um, another part of the review, and, and I think it's a fascinating uh, challenge to determine who should be part of the review. You already mentioned that you like to involve salespeople, not just marketing people. Um, in the end, what they see is is just what comes over to their side. So they want to expect. A good quality of of the leads that come into sales, and, and whether we, if we have bad quality, um, they can tell. If we are missing out on some others, like they are engaged but we don't notice, they will never notice. 
Um, so, so those those meetings are are interesting for everybody and also very creative. Like, like okay, here are new ideas uh, on on, on p possible actions. That's also also a typical outcome of those reviews. So, highly recommended. Um, right. Do you have any any wishes or suggestions for the future of scoring in Mordic? Like improvements? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it works perfectly fine for me. It's just that, you know, out of all the uh, uh, 11 or 12 tools I have worked, uh, I have seen that everywhere is mostly called scoring. Only yeah. here is called points. So uh, if there is one thing that could be something which can, can be taken into consideration. Otherwise, everything is just, it works perfectly fine. Good, very good. Um, on a little side note, um, we we did talk about, I mean, when we talked earlier, you, you mentioned there's a connection between scoring and account-based marketing. Um, I think th this thing comes up time and again. So, so um, please tell me a little bit more ab about that cross connection and starting with what's your definition of account-based marketing to begin with. Sure, uh, you know. Uh Account-based marketing and you know uh, ABM primarily is about where you are not not just following individuals. However, you are actually working around particular accounts, particular companies, and then and then you are going after people who are within those particular companies. Right now, this scoring system can actually you know uh, completely shift uh, completely shift this entire thought process of a company. So to not just not just be after the individuals, but also after the companies so uh, all these all these like even in Motic I, I know that there is there is way which we can through which we can understand the behavior of companies uh, though these are not individuals uh, but people who are coming from the company itself through their email addresses people you can track that okay this is this company interacts uh, people from this company come come a lot to our website right or maybe they, they come a lot to our uh, in different kind of pages and they are interested in some kind of services which company is providing. Again, I'm talking from the perspective of a B2B. Yeah, sure. Now, um, this is where you can also start kind of scoring uh, companies, right, in terms of exactly which companies are more, you know, are more towards uh, require, requiring our services, the company, mm -hmm. the company services. And then the entire sales team effort could actually be uh, concentrated towards that particular company instead of just going around all the other companies which you have in your database. Cool. Um, did you already, already implement such a thing? Like like um, individual scores uh, go into company scores or, or whatever the logic is? Yes, I have implemented that, but not in Motic. I used uh, some other tool which is HubSpot for that. Mm. Yeah, so that would be an interesting uh, challenge or, or problem to solve uh, with existing technology, but probably probably a very easy enhancement and maybe an actual suggestion for future improvement, like like we just said. Very cool. Um, rounding it up, uh, what's your overall message to our listeners and uh, anything, anything else that you want to add there? Sure. Um, so, you know, uh, you, using scoring takes the guess, guesswork out of the sales and marketing efforts, you know, and it provides a lot of clarity about the prospect and how we can talk to the prospect confidently and the probability of that prospect responding to our message becomes very high. So I would uh, highly recommend all 
marketing technologists and CMOs and of course the sales people to make scoring a very essential part of their sales and marketing strategy and then uh, start from there always. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, thank you so much, Shandan, for your time and for your insights. Um, where can people find you online? Yeah, I mean, I, I can be found on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, just as such, my email will be available. Okay, I put that in the show notes. And uh, I hope to see you very soon. Thanks once again. Um, good stuff. And uh, we're moving on with scoring, so we are going to involve you. That's a promise. <laughs> and sure, um, yeah, you. once again, take care. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Yeah, I think in my opinion, the biggest challenge is to yeah, specify a holistic system of when to give points for which action and for which action I want to give like valuable points. Valuable points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, but you're right, of course. Yeah. All this uh, making... The, the, the complete system rather mm -hmm. than just uh, here or there and maintaining that over This time. Super complicated, but super worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have our scheme for that is specifically for maintaining it and, and we've been, well, evolving ours over time yeah. and it feels good to have some, some systematics to approach that mm -hmm. but on the other hand, it... it There's no right or wrong, so um, yeah, everybody needs to find his own approach or, or uh, belief in, in something and, and, and inspect and adopt like always. Maybe it's a good topic to, to blog about once, uh, once um, about our own scheme yeah, that we use. Should totally yeah, do that. Future topic. Okay, <laughs> good. Um, now, sponsoring Mordic, we did uh, mention that previously mm -hmm. and uh, we, there are two places today the way you can place your sponsoring and that uh, open collective on the one end and uh, github on the other and uh, there's the option for regular sponsors and time and again we we have a new or, or two of those regular sponsors and uh, that's fantastic and we thank them all yeah, thank you though yeah Question is uh, now what happens with all these piles of money? That's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I hope it's going getting more over time, and we're not doing so bad. And mm -hmm. um, of course, also in spending, also spending money needs to be organized. So yep. obviously, this money belongs to the community. It is used for community purposes, and that can also involve. Uh, funding or supporting code development without hindering the, the normal uh, code contribution or making it absurd to do something without uh, <laughs> extra money. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's more li like a complement to, to the regular code, code development process. Nice. So a good example would be uh, we need a secure, uh, an urgent security fix or we need some, some big thing that we cannot achieve otherwise or so. Then that, that might be a place. Yeah. Um, the rules for that um, need to be defined mm -hmm. and need to be public and there's a process going on um, to, to get that going um, and if you want to be part of that discussion I would point you to the community team or to the product team where this is currently being discussed and uh, will soon be released as a draft if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, and also this ties in into Uh, crowdfunding things like that we did talk about it before and and i'm very glad that we have movement movement in these areas 
that helps more to get better and helps individual users, agencies, whatever, um, uh, helps them to open a channel or to, to find a channel, spend some money yeah. and, and uh, get something done that they really desire. And that's a really win, 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 win situation yeah. or something. Everybody's a winner. <laughs> yeah, then coming to the last topic for today. Um, just a reminder, I think we mentioned it already a couple of times. Um, if you out there have a use case for Mordic or a success story where you implemented Mordic as your marketing automation system and it worked for you and you've made your own business with that or just yeah success stories you can say um, please feel free to send them to us we will love to publish them in our podcast and talk about them yeah or you don't even have to send a written case study or anything uh, just ping us and uh, say tell us if you want to talk about something it can even be a failure or a failure that turned into excess or anything that that might be interesting yeah, for please. the rest of the world so yeah looking forward to that and um Uh, we're, we're still collecting cases like that mm -hmm. and uh, I hope in, in like two or three months we can start a little bit of a series of, of that kind of thing I hope so okay um, we're done for the day yeah um, I think we can now go out do some sledging yeah, or some snowboarding let's <laughs> go snowboard oh yeah <laughs> do the Hanover Hills <laughs> yeah famous yeah famous okay thanks everybody for listening talk to you soon bye bye cheers